Hey, hey, everybody. So my guest today is Josh. He is the founder of Zencaster, which is amazing software to record your podcast. And as a matter of fact, the podcast you're listening to right now is recorded with Zencaster. So as always, we'd like to hear more of the founding story and the strategies that accelerated their growth success. Josh, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, thank you for having me, Mike. All right. So first off, can you tell us a bit more about Zencaster? How would you describe it? Yeah, so Zencaster is a um, recording platform for podcast creators to help them record and mix their record and produce their content in studio quality. A big problem that a lot of podcasters have is recording remote guests or remote co-hosts. Um, if you just record like a Zoom or a Skype call, oftentimes that can include a lot of the artifacts that can get mixed in there by uh, the compression that they do in those services. Zencaster makes it so you can just send a link to anyone you want to record with. It'll record them locally in studio quality on their end, same on your end, and then we mix those together in in the cloud after the fact to make it sound like you recorded in the same room. So would you say that is what makes Zencaster uniquely in the crowded market of podcast recording software? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a funny question. Zencaster was the first mover in the space for this kind of a product. However, since then, um, obviously, whenever you find um, some success, there's all the kind of follow-on companies. So there's it's getting more and more crowded now. And um, you know, we're we're uh, we're actually kind of eagerly building new features and new products to differentiate and uh, you know better help our creators with their real goals, which is not necessarily recording in high quality, but um, finding and growing their audience. That's cool. So what's the business model of Zencaster? How you're making money? Yeah, so right now we have a very simple, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a pretty simple um, uh, SaaS model. So you pay, uh, well, it's freemium. So you can create a podcast for free on Zencaster. Um, the difference between, but we also have pro plans. So. Uh, we have a $20 a month plan or it's $216 a year. And that gets you unlimited uh, guests, unlimited recording time, and the ability to record uh, in wave um, in higher, higher quality formats, basically. Pretty straightforward. So on a more personal note for you as the founder, how did you start the business? Take us back from idea to launch. So Zencaster was... Um, kind of born out of the ashes of a, a, a few other previous attempts at building a product. Um, I worked on a project called Soundkeep with a couple of friends, um, which was kind of like a GitHub for music, a place for electronic musicians to collaborate and create music together online. Um, didn't work out for business reasons, but the technology that we started building with that, um, this was 2012-ish, this is right when the web audio API, so basically the browsers around that time started launching new features that let you access the microphone, uh, access the camera later on, um, do cool, fun stuff with audio. And so as we were building that, all this fun stuff started coming out um, and we we're trying to figure out what, you know, what's the marketability of something. You know, what, 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 what can you build with this that actually is marketable and um, has product market fit? Um, as we were building that, someone said, I don't know about um, music, but podcasters have this problem with quality audio. Maybe you can help there. And that was kind of the the in initial nugget of like um, the, the, the breadcrumb, that first breadcrumb that found kind of led down this path. Um, 
actually we didn't jump on that opportunity. We were so fixated on what we were doing um, that it wasn't until that company kind of fell apart. And then I was looking for something new to work on that I came back to that idea. I was like, huh, I wonder if there was something there and started interviewing podcasters, found out sure enough, there's a very big problem here. A lot of these guys were getting basically uh, berated on Twitter by their audience. If, if they were recorded one of these recordings where like people were dropping out or robotic sounding voices, people just wouldn't listen to it and they would complain. And so uh, I built a prototype and I started finding these people on Twitter who were having their audience complain about Skype messing up their podcast and all this. And then I would jump into the conversation and say, hey, here's a, here's a solution. Come try it out. And that was how we got like the first hundred customers. That's awesome. So I'm curious, I never heard a marketing strategy for podcasting software. So besides word of mouth, obviously, what is your most important acquisition channel to get new customers on board? Um, you know, we are in the process of trying out some new type of marketing tactics, but I will say for the longest history of the company, it actually was all word of mouth, organic growth. Um, I really our strongest, even, even to this day, our strongest growth channel is that podcasting is kind of inherently something that you do with other people. And so if you want to have a podcast with somebody, they're going to have to come <clears throat> to Zencaster to, uh, to join you. And so they get to experience the application. They, they may have an idea for a podcast as well, and then they'll go, um, they'll want to sign up and try it as well. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That's honestly exactly how I discovered the software as well. So at what stage is Zancaster right now in terms of revenue? So, yeah, so we, um, uh, right now we're about, we're, you know, we recently passed 2 million ARR um, at the, you know, earlier this year. And so, um, yeah, just sort of growing organically. Um, now we're actually trying to pour pour gas on the fire doing the, um, some more marketing stuff, but that's all just kind of getting off the ground. Love it. Great, Josh. Thanks for sharing the story behind Zencaster. Now let's wrap it up with a lightning round of six questions to inspire others. Before we dive into today's lightning round, let's hear a quick word from a sponsor. Do you want to build your product the best way possible? Listening to user feedback is one of the best ways to do just that. Upvoti provides you with feedback boards which you can use internally or share publicly with your users. It also includes a nifty product roadmap. You are getting a 10% discount when you try out their 14-day free trial and subscribe to one of their plans. Use promo code PIRATES and you are all set. Go to upvoti.com and start a 14-day free trial. Now, let's go back to the interview. If you would start a SaaS today, what would be the first action to take? You know, <clears throat> I think a lot about this. Um, I, I still think, you know, there's lots of ways to like key in on a problem. You got to find a problem at first, you know, uh, you don't want to be the solution looking for a problem, right? But I think Twitter is actually still a pretty good place to go. Um, that that's what people use Twitter for is to complain. And oftentimes it's complaining about whatever services or products they're using. And so I think that's a good way to see what pain points people, like you know, when people feel passionately 
upset and about something they go on Twitter and they share their feelings. And so, um, you know, pick an industry or pick a domain and see what the chatter is about, see what people are complaining about. And that's an interesting way to kind of see where, where those, uh, pain points are. Yeah. Problem for a stack later, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've tried it the other way around. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> nope. What are some of your favorite software that you can't live without in running daily operations of Zencaster? Oh man, uh, for customer support and customer interactions, we use intercom. Uh, it's definitely not the cheapest option out there, but it's by far the best that we've, we've found. Um, Hmm. Man, we use all we use lots of software. Um, Bare metrics we use for analytics, um, essential in, in my mind. Um, it, they they just do all the all the SaaS math for you, and you just plug it into your Stripe account, and they give you all the reporting and all that stuff. So you don't have to build that part. Um, they do like predictions and helping you with dunning and cancellation. So that's been super essential in the business. Um, I've also been also recently fell in love with Figma. We we started using a application called Figma. It's kind of like Photoshop, but online. And you can easily just send a link to whoever you want to collaborate with. And um, it's very cool. So yeah, there's to name a few. Awesome software. What's your favorite app on your phone? Mm, uh, the two apps that I really use a lot is probably the Hacker News app and then um, Apollo, which is a Reddit reader app. Those are kind of my, my uh, two places I hang out when I'm not working. What is your favorite book that you would recommend to people that are starting in SaaS? Hmm, man, there's a few. Um, right now I'm reading one called um, Traction and it's about basically, it is, a, it is one way you can organize your company. They have a system called the EOS, which I think is like employee operating system or enterprise. I don't know. It's some, something operating system, but, um, basically it's just gives you a whole system for how to plan, how to set up goals and planning in your business, how to, um, sh share that vision with the other people in the company, uh, how to set up accountability, how to give people KPIs that they can track so that they don't, they know if they're doing well. Um, even if, you know, you're not, even without coming and kind of chatting with you, we're, we're still kind of, we haven't actually implemented that We're we're, we're in the process of some of those things, but it's been a really interesting book to just see an example of how one person would organize that all. Because I think when you, when you start a business there, I mean, there's so many things you don't know, but one of the things that's really hard to wrap your head around is just how do I organize and manage and this thing as it scales up. I would also say that, a really helpful book. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. I'll say another one that I really liked was um, uh, Steve Jobs, the um, Walter Isaac Isaacson, or what, what's his name? The, the the Steve Jobs biography was really interesting. Just see kind of, you know, he he was very uh, he was a he was a polarizing person, but one thing he was really good at was motivating people. And there's a lot of interesting lessons in there. Um, yeah, so there's just a couple that are on, on my mind. Great books. What SaaS brand do you admire the most? Um, a SaaS brand, you know, who I've actually admired for a long time is the bare metrics guys. They, um, and I think they actually recently got acquired, but, um, 
you know, they've, they just had a top quality product. They, um, made, always made it super easy to use. They were always adding improvements, um, and their content, you know, they, they, they had just tons of content on, not only was I a fan of their application, but I read their blog a lot too. And I got a lot of great information from it as a, a business operator. That was really helpful. And I've always aspired to have our content strategy be as good as, as theirs. And we're still working on that part. And what about your favorite SaaS person to follow or read? Um, you know, Josh, Josh from bear metrics, I'm blank blanking on his last name. He's the one that I, I tended to read a lot. Um, you know, right now, and who else am I kind of, I don't know if I read a lot of like SaaS leaders, you know, I, I did recently, um, you know, I recently was reading, uh, Rob Walling's book, the, uh, start small, stay small. I thought there were some really interesting lessons in there. And I think, you know, Zencaster has ended up raising, um, venture financing now, but, um, I think you should start with, <laughs> if, if you're going to bootstrap and not try and raise money out of the gate, I think you should try and run your business, um, in, in that manner of sustainably, uh, kind of methodically going about it rather than trying to just, um, go for growth and swing for the fences until you think you can go for growth and swing for the fences and then you can raise money. Right. If you want. <laughs> Great. And as a final bonus question, I guess, do you think podcasting is here for the long run? And if yes, why so? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, podcasting is still just in its infancy, just getting started. Um, it's, it's so hard to make a podcast right now that it's actually a miracle that as many people engage in it as, as do you already. And that's part of one of our goals is to make it much easier to podcast so that many more people can be involved. Um, and uh, you know, we, we don't see any, the, the growth just keeps on growing at this point. And I don't see that turning around at all. People, uh, especially during COVID, I think has, uh, underlined how people use podcasting to connect and, um, and I think it's a good counterpoint to like the short form conversations that happen like on Twitter and Facebook and these other places with a podcast, you can actually get on, get on with anybody, spend 30 minutes or an hour and have a real in-depth conversation where you at least understand where each other are coming from. You may not agree, but you understand why you disagree. And that's something that I think is missing from a lot of these um, other platforms is you just kind of end up disagreeing. You don't get enough information from each other to know why, except for that. Now you're kind of upset. <laughs> so I, I think podcasting is here to stay. That's a great answer. Well, Josh, thanks for your time today and sharing your story with us to conclude this interview. Where can we learn more about you and Zencaster? Yeah, you can find us uh, at Zencaster on Twitter and Instagram. You can also catch us um, just Zencaster.com or you can read some of our um, content uh, at uh, blog.zencaster.com. And there's also a link on our homepage for our podcast called Digital Nomad. That's all about the, um, uh, the building story of Zencaster uh, up until now.
Thanks for listening to this awesome episode of the SaaS Pirates podcast. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, as well as on YouTube, where you'll find these episodes recorded in video. Also, if you're into SaaS, come and join the SaaS Pirates Facebook group. We would love to have you on board. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review. It'll help us reach more people like yourself. Without further ado, till next time, take care.